the law was added. Now hold your place and let's run back to Deuteronomy 5 right quick. Deuteronomy 5. Beginning in verse 1, Deuteronomy 5, 1 and 2, De Deuteronomy 5, uh, 1 through 3, that is. And Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and the rules that I speak in your hearing today, and you shall learn them and be careful to do them. So we know we're talking here about the, the law of Moses. Verse 2, Deuteronomy 5, The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. Okay, Mount Sinai area in Horeb. Not with our fathers did the Lord make this covenant. In other words, this covenant has not been made up until this time at Mount Sinai at Horeb. Okay, the law was added, you see. Not with our fathers did he make this covenant, but with us who are all here alive uh, today. All right. And so that's an important point to make here in Galatians 3 verse 19, is to notice that the law was added for a specific purpose at a specific time for a specific people. We know those people were the Israelites. We know that the purpose was to make them a nation. So through that nation, uh, the Lord Jesus can come, and we'll get more into that here in a little bit. So Galatians 3. Notice another comment here from Galatians uh, 3. Notice the temporary nature of the law as we read here in Galatians 3, 19. It was added because of transgressions until, notice this, until, because that tells us something about time, until the seed or offspring, until the seed should come to whom the promise has been made. Of course, that seed is Jesus. And so this law was to continue until the seed, who is Jesus, came to earth and accomplished his mission for the Father. Okay. Once that mission is accomplished, then the law would not serve its purpose any longer. So this, was the, this is the ideal. So the law is temporary in nature, which you know, but we can notice it here from Galatians 3.19. That's why we read in such passages as uh, Colossians 2.14 that uh, the law was taken out of the way and that it was nailed to the cross. So notice the temporary nature. And then notice also here as we're reading in Galatians 3, and let your eyes go on into... Um, uh, verse 21. Notice verse 21 with me. Uh, Paul asked, Is the law then contrary to the promise of God? Certainly not. It's not. He says, For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed come by the law. Okay. So the law of Moses is inferior to the law of Christ because the law of Moses cannot give life. In other words, it cannot bring the spiritual life that we enjoy now. It, it could not bring the complete forgiveness of sins that we now have 
and are enjoying in Jesus Christ. If the law had been able to give life, then we would still be under that law. But it was never its purpose. Its purpose was to set up a time where we could have spiritual life in Christ. We're talking about the newness of life. Romans 6 verse 4, when we come out of the watery grave of baptism and we're raised to walk in newness of life, that, that forgiveness that we enjoy. Okay. And so uh, if the, the law could not give life, so it's inferior. Okay. Also, could I give you a clean conscience? They had to re, uh, do sacrifices yearly. Yeah, Mark's saying it could not give you a clean conscience because under the old law, they had to, give, they had to do their animal sacrifices yearly. So let's think just a minute about the inferiority, how inferior it was. Uh, turn to the book of Hebrews with me for a second. Notice a couple parallel thoughts there. Um, Hebrews 8, Hebrews 8 talks about the old covenant and new covenant. It says in Hebrews 8 verse 7, Hebrews 8 verse 7, For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. There had been no occasion to look for a second. But the first covenant was fault, full of fault in that it could not bring the life for uh, the followers of God that God had in mind. Okay. Notice also in Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10 and verse number 4. It says, it is impossible for the blood of bulls